This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia Land. You're listening to Heart of a Lion, brought to you by Club Tales, the original cocktail in a can. I'm Benjamin Ray back with you. We're continuing our conversations with UNA assistant football coaches. Next up, we're talking with defensive line coach Thomas Johnston. He comes to North Alabama after being one of the all-time greats to play high school football in the state of Alabama at Spanish Fort High School. He finished up as the state's all-time leading tackler with 675 stops, won numerous awards before going on to a standout career at UAB. He was part of the UAB turnaround after the cancellation of the program to winning a bowl game. He comes to North Alabama after serving as the strength coach and linebackers coach at Alabaster High School. Coach Johnson, we're pleased to have you here on the podcast. Excited. Thank you for having me. Excitement, whirlwind, that's kind of been the, the themes for you guys the last two months. I mean, how's it been for you getting settled in here at UNA? Oh, man, this place is awesome. You know, that the day I stepped on campus, I really saw a version of Spanish Fort, somewhere I grew up, and you know, I felt I felt like at home the day that the day I stepped on campus. Now, what was your connection to Brent Deerman that brought you here? Everybody's got a great story. What, what's yours? So mine, I I played against him back in high school when he was still coaching high school ball. Uh, Steve Mask was a good influence for me. He kind of put my name in the hat, and within a day or two, Coach Deerman called me, and I couldn't turn down an opportunity to come here and coach college ball with a great great leader in front of us. You and A fans are familiar with, with Steve Mask as well, so there, there's a lot of connections. Now, you guys have hit the road hard recruiting. You're from the state, obviously, so as you've gone out into high school, sort of you know, reestablishing some connections now that you're here at UNA, what kind of excitement level have you guys been met with? People are, are extremely excited just to see the brand again, just seeing our logo all across the state. We made a mission that we were going to attack high school kids just – to bring them here instead of 100% portal guys. We wanted to make a difference in the state of Alabama, and uh, I thought we did a really good job. This first signing class we had after Christmas, the first the first month and a half it was portal guys, but the second half we jumped on the high school kids and we ended up signing a handful of great talented kids. Restore the roar has been the theme. It's kind of it's easier to post on Twitter. It's hard to say sometimes. Bringing the purple swarm back. What we see a lot of talk with that from you guys, from the the branding down in the meeting room downstairs to all the great things you guys are doing. I've heard some buzz and maybe some purple swarm hats making an appearance. I hope. But how great has it been, sort of seeing that tradition still kind of staying alive through you guys? Uh, it's awesome. You just see it growing and more and more every single day. Uh, we made a point that we were gonna we were gonna bring back that tradition that they did in the early 90s and the way they played defense and how physical effort. I mean, they were, they, their pursuit to the ball is what made them different. And they wanted, they wanted to dominate everybody they lined up against. And so that's the vision we're trying to force into of our, our guys, and they're buying in so far. As a defensive guy, I mean, state's all-time leading tackle. Does it make you really excited to, to see this emphasis placed on defense here? 100%. Especially with an offensive coach? 100%. And he – he he is determined to make the Purple Swarm a big deal. He doesn't treat it offense defense. He 
he wants to be that logo all across the state in the country. It certainly is great to see. Now, Now you're a weight room guy, too. Tell me about the Matt Rooms County Fair. How much fun are you guys having out there creating some competition? Oh, we're having a blast. These kids these kids are competing their butts off, learning how to win, wanting to win, and they're starting to get that edge. They come to work every single day with a chip on their shoulder, and it shows more and more every single day. What has stood out the most to you as you've gotten to know some of these guys? Man, they're, they're willing to learn and listen and want to adapt. They, they, they want to be a part of something special, and the vision that we're bringing, they're buying into it, and it shows more and more every single day they step in this building. Mid-year signees, I think you guys brought in nine defensive guys, right? I've gotten to meet a couple of your, your defensive linemen. Big Ox, uh, right? Oh, he's going to let you know his nickname. Oh, I, I love him. He, he's <laughs> phenomenal. I've gotten to know Elijah Elmore as well. How excited are you? And I know there's others, too, that I haven't met yet. But how excited are you to see these guys get plugged in? Man, I'm super excited. They, uh, Since the first week they got here, they kind of adapted to the whole room. You know, everybody took them in and uh, accepted them. And that was a big part. You know, you bring in new guys, you want people to take them underneath. Some some will push away. But all three of the signings we brought in, McKinley Newble, Elijah, and Big Ox, they all were accepted immediately. And it made it easy for them to come here and work every single day and comfortable. So that was, that was big to me. I'm excited to see how well we do on the field. You're a weight room guy as well, and I see those guys in there all the time with Steve Herring, not just during the week, but on weekends they'll come in there and get some more as well. The Augustus twins get in there as well. I see that's putting a big smile on your face to, to, to talk about that. Yeah, so I've yet to make it to the Saturday on farm. I've been meaning to, but, uh, yeah, my guys, they, they want to have arms that, to show off, and Steve knows how to how to get that done and – I'm I'm ready to accept the challenge myself. It's, it, it it certainly is a lot of fun. All right, let's get into your journey because it, it's a phenomenal football journey. An outstanding prep career at Spanish Fort, unbelievable run at UAB. But but first of all, did you grow up in a football family? I kind of assume you did. So I did. You know my uh, my dad and my grandfather, they they're big on sports. I mean, we started me and my little or my older brother. We started playing when we were four years old, and it was almost. Well, really, our first year, we just practiced. We didn't get to play in the games. But they wanted to put us in that contact, being able to fight through adversity, and it grew all the way up until we were collegiate athletes, high school athletes. But we knew how to compete, and that was their biggest mission for us. And, uh, man, we traveled all, all across the world playing travel ball for baseball. We ended up playing travel ball football. They called it Turkey Bowl. We'd go all the way to New Orleans, uh, Mobile, and Gulf Shores had it one year. But we were playing six games in three days, four days. But they wanted us in that type of environment, the best competition available. We went and found. So family family of football, yeah, we, we had plenty of it. Early days of playing football with the family. So you fell in love with football probably at a very young age. I did. I, uh, I just love the physical aspect of it all. I love the team aspect and just – Winning a championship, I did it I did it at a very young age. I wanted that feeling every single day. And so that's what kept me going every single day. I wanted to be able to raise that trophy again. And uh, in my time, I was able to win a good handful of them. And just that, just that bond you build with every single team that you're a part of. They, uh, they, they all mean something to you at the end of the day. I got guys that I played in Little League with that I could call right now if I needed them. They'd be in Florence, Alabama by the end of the day. And so that's 
that's what's important with this football world. Yeah, you got the portal guys. You got things that can take them away from you, but they're always going to be your brother. And uh, I learned that on my way as an athlete. Spanish Fort High School. You had an unbelievable run there. We got a lot to unpack here from Spanish Fort. Great program down there. But you just told me your brother was the quarterback, 35-0, and won some championships. I mean, that's got to be a remarkable run for you. Oh, 100%. It was easy when Tyler was at quarterback. <laughs> he made it easy. We we always knew when we stepped on the field we had a chance to win the ball game. Uh, man, we, we built it from the ground up. You know, Coach Vincent, who was also the uh, OC and interim head coach at UAB while we were there, uh, he was the head coach at one point. And then Coach Freeman came in, who I just got done working for. And the mindset they built at that place was outwork everybody, dominate everybody. And that's what we did our whole career. We would we would hold our own workouts and team comp- competitions without coaches around. And to see that at a high school level, you just – it's not often. It was rare that what, what we had and it's really what put us over the edge for those five to seven years. And – we knew every single season when we started, we had a chance to end up at the state championship, and three out of the five, I got I got the opportunity. So it was it was something that I always look back on. Now, how was your brother a quarterback and you a linebacker? He's a pretty boy. <laughs> okay, that's simple that answer. explains everything. Boy. Yes, sir. That's uh, and he 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 had a talent. He threw the ball weird. Everybody says, but he knew how to win, and everybody wanted him under the center and. He took control after that. Were you always a linebacker? So I was, uh, I was more athletic at a younger age. I could, I could actually run the ball a little bit, and I was, I was bigger than everybody, and so that gave me an opportunity just to run over everybody, run through them. But my, my identity was linebacker, walk down edge, and I just had the mindset I was going to be around the ball every single play, and so that's what, that's what set me off against everybody else. 675 tackles. Is that still the state record? I couldn't tell you. I want to say so. I got I got very lucky being able to get that many tackles. What was that? I love talking about a good record chase. I mean, what was that record? Did it end in the state championship? No, so it ended in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, uh, I was like four away. At the time, I was averaging like 15, 16. And uh, everybody was talking about it, of course. And it was funny. We're sitting in the – First round, I think we're down 21-7 against Carver Montgomery. And, of course, our D.C. Coach Stoniker, who's now the D.C. at Enterprise, he uh, he comes in the halftime. And he told me the day that we're down and we need to be woken up at halftime, he was going to jump my tail in front of everybody so they knew how serious it was. And so that day it came, you know, we – we came back from a couple games the year before, and I was thinking, oh, this is it. This is going to be the time. Well, we get into that halftime, and he pretty much says, my God, you might not have one tackle. You might not have one tackle this whole thing. You're so worried about the record. And so I'm just sitting here like, man, I could have sworn I played, I played well this half. We're just not winning. And I obviously wasn't happy with it either. And so uh, we end up coming back, I think, winning 24-21. And after the game, he goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know you might have had 25 tackles. <laughs> he said, you probably had 15 in the first half. I said, well, my God, you had me you had me thinking I was just playing my worst game ever. He goes, well, you just ended up playing your best. So that was cool, and it was behind me after that. I got to play play fat, faster than what I was before because I wasn't, even, I wasn't worried about it. And really I wasn't worried about it the day I was breaking it. But 
just having that the day it happens was pretty funny and pretty cool just to look back on. And a good memory to share with him. Now, whose record did you break? Uh, it was DeMarco McNeil's. He uh, played at Blunt. He was the only Mr. Football on the defense side of the ball still to this day. Uh, uh, once I broke it, I, you know, I had my hopes up. I was going to get that opportunity to walk across the stage after they call it the Mr. Football name, but I uh, uh, ended up coming in runner-up. Lost uh, LaDainian Webb, who's now a standout running back at South Alabama in my hometown, which is cool. But he was a junior that year and broke crazy records. I think he rushed for 3,500 yards in one season. So he was, he earned it 100%. But I was hoping I was going to get the edge to be able to be the next defensive guy and follow my brother. Now, now, So your brother was Mr. Football in the state of Alabama. He was and still holds it over my head. Wow. I mean, you just have an unbelievable – you know Alabama high school football run it's pretty remarkable for both of you I know and you guys got to continue it at UAB right yes sir we did so what was his recruitment to UAB and then is that what brought you to UAB so his recruitment was a little different he uh he tore his ACL his junior year and so that's what held us out of the playoffs uh or the state championship my sophomore year his junior and we ended up getting beaten the semis but he uh, he was he, group of five, you know. He had he had all the uh, military academies. He had all of them. But uh, UAB was his first offer, and Bill Clark was there at the time, and uh, threw it out there. And Tyler felt comfortable. He was he was real close to going to the Naval Academy, and just really just trying to set his life up for the rest of his life, you know, in ten years from now. But he uh, chose UAB, and, you know, UAB kind of started recruiting me a little harder once they got my brother. And a year later, I'm taking officials to every, everywhere, Iowa, LSU, or Auburn, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and I was really close to committing to Iowa. I told, I told texted my brother, I said, hey, I think I'm going to commit to Iowa tomorrow. Well, I didn't hear anything back for 24 hours, and then the next day he texted me and said, uh, Man, you, you know all the dreams that we talked about playing college ball together. And it was a long, it was probably a book-long text message. So about halfway through the message, I knew that my mind was made up. I was going to UAB to play with them. So pretty special. And that's around the time, right, UAB's having the, the program shut down, correct? Correct. They didn't have a season the, the year before I got there. And so your brother stuck around throughout all that. Yeah, he, he had a – he had to fight through inter-squad games treated like a real season. You know, they were preparing that whole 2016 year to kind of get that structure of this is how a game week is going to go. Game day will go like this. And they would feed them pregame meals and everything. And so when they got to the next year, the team understood what a game day was going to look like. So you arrive as a freshman – Football's back at UAB, and it was a remarkable year, right? You guys make the bowl game. What was it like being just a part of that turnaround? Man, it was awesome. You know, I kind of get got the last bit of the old UAB facilities. You know, I just turned down about 25 Power 5 schools to go to UAB, and I walk in my first day, and my locker is a chair against the wall with a piece of tape with my last name on it. I'm just thinking, like, man. But knowing two months later we're about to have a brand-new million-dollar facility, that is, we're the first ones to put our name on it. And getting that opportunity to go in there and change the program around and make it a championship program was special. And I, I don't regret it a day of my life to go back and do it again. 
I've mentioned this on a couple of the other podcasts, but when you go up and down the, the staff directory and, and you look, obviously, at what each of you have done, I mean, Deerman's turned around a lot of places. You, Coach Cruz was at a high school that had lost just a remarkable amount of games in a row. There's so many great stories of just perseverance. Uh, even Carabola, I mean, he, he's been at multiple places where they turn things around. Is it pretty neat having so many coaches on one staff that have been a part of turnarounds working for one common goal again here? 100%. You know, what I've learned is if you get multiple guys that have the same vision, that vision becomes more of a reality. And uh, we got a staff full of guys that have that vision of winning championships here. And the guys on the team are starting to feed off of that and build and grow and start working like champions. And that's, that's the biggest thing. you got to get guys to believe this is what we're here to do. And once you get that achieved, that's, that's the first step. So we're there, and I'm excited to put pads on and see what these guys are all about here in about two weeks. What can you take from that first year at UAB and sort of apply to here at North Alabama? Man, I, uh, I would say just, man, you gotta, you got to fight through the hard times. You got to – and really, I didn't have the hard times. I only had a summer, and everything else was group of five, power five, facilities, lifestyle. We, uh, we, we had to fight for everything we had, though. We had a bunch of guys that came from nothing. We had a bunch of guys that thought that their careers were over. And they were given the opportunity because the reinstatement allowed the GPA rule to drop to a 2.0. So these guys that thought were thinking, man, my career is over, they got their last opportunity. And to go make something out of it, year one we go eight and five. Year two we win a conference championship. And so to be able to turn that around just like that, remarkable. I mean, but it was guys that were hungry. And that's what I see in these guys, these kids' eyes. They they wanna they wanna make a difference. They wanna be a part of something special. And doing that there alone is gonna take you a long way. Now you just gotta keep working and stacking good days on top of good days. So what three state championships you shared with your brother? Three, yes, sir. And then a conference championship at UAB. Which one's more special, or can you look at it that way? Are they all special? Man, they're all special. A ring is a ring. You know that year you worked your tail off for that. But if I had to pick, it's it's the state championship we won my brother's senior year. He, him having to get a fourth and one first down to win it all. It was it was just something you'll never forget. You know we. We grinded together. We, we were thinking that was my last year playing with them. And so every every single game just meant more and more in that playoff run. And uh, just getting the opportunity to go play with them in college was just a bonus. But that right, right there, I mean, that kind of solidified what we did in high school together. And, man, I, if y'all could take any of my rings, it wouldn't be that one. Hearing you talk, too, have you thought about, I mean, your high school career was what most people dream of? And I and I was given an opportunity to go work at Thompson High School. I don't know if you've been over there, but uh, it's it's an expectation over there. And I, I told I told those kids the day I stepped on campus, they're not state champions. The team last year was state champions. Y'all gotta y'all gotta build your own identity. Y'all gotta go through the hard times. Y'all gotta keep pushing. You can't just expect things to be handed to you because the three senior classes before you won a state championship, and we we end up winning another one this year. And so being being able to be a part of a legacy like that, and in my high school year or career, I was three three out of five. I got the win, but those kids, I mean, it was four for four, and we got two of them coming here. And so I know that's a big piece in our recruiting guys that know what winning looks like, knows what how how to win a championship, 
these guys expect it. And that was a big key that I was trying to sell that, hey, these two are going to make a difference in this program, even if they don't play a down yeah. at UNA. These two will know how to win a championship for us. And so we bought into it. That coming in, we signed them last or two weeks ago. So you're pretty excited about that. I know wrapping up your time at UAB, played some baseball as well. So most people can't say they played one sport at the Division One level. You got the opportunity to play two. I did. I, uh, you know, I was getting that itch to get back out there my whole, my whole college career. I was supposed to go as a freshman, go play both. But uh, after my freshman year of football, my body was beat up. I wanted to take a little – little breather, get in the weight room, get faster, stronger, and never, never just attempted to go over there. And after my junior year, you know, I've had three concussions at this point. I've had knee problems. I kept getting that itch. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back over there. I had a baseball roommate. He, uh, I'd go hit with him just randomly, just messing around. He's like, man, you can still swing it a little bit. Well, I didn't take it serious. You know, I just thought he was being nice. And, uh, after my last concussion uh, during fall camp going into my senior year, I said, man, I'm, I'm going to go give it, a, give it a shot. I'm going to walk across the street. The head baseball coach offered me a tryout for two weeks, and uh, man, I, I rolled the dice. I was risking the scholarship, all that. So I went over there and handled business. I got the opportunity to start at first base, DH, number one pinch hitter, and I ended up walking off a a game against Rice in a doubleheader. So that was cool. That was the highlight of my baseball career. Any, was it a home run or? or no, nah, I, I one-hopped the, the the wall, but. Still a walk-off. I mean, it was my first and only walk-off, so I'll take it. That had to be a great feeling. Oh, that I was know. awesome. It's a remarkable run at UAB. Now here you are at the University of North Alabama. Was it a pretty easy decision when Coach Dearman called you and said, hey, I want to bring you up here? 100%. You know, uh, I've always – I always love being a part of something that's building you know, and growing towards a championship caliber. And I knew where Coach Dearman comes from. I know his work ethic and what he's driven to do. And you know, we're going to go out here every single day working for a championship, not a, not a, not a win. You know, we're going we're gonna to stack wins on top of each other, working for our main goal, and that's to bring a championship here in Florence, Alabama. There's no doubt in my mind you guys are going to have a lot of success here. I've enjoyed talking with everybody. Let's go off the football field. When you're not coaching, what do you like to do? Uh, I like to golf a little bit. I like to golf and hunt, I deer hunt and turkey hunt. You got a, a pretty good location here for for all of the above. Well, I gotta find I gotta find a, a friend or two that has some land to take me hunting. But uh, golfing, yeah, there's pl plenty of beautiful courses. So I'll be out there when I get some free time. How much camaraderie has this coaching staff already built with one another? Oh man, it's it's a family. You know, we click, we laugh, we we crack jokes, and man, we we work. We we understand what it's gonna take and. No one, no one questions each other. You know, everybody understands that we have that mindset, that vision, and we're determined to make it happen. So everybody's all in. Let's leave you with this. I mean, I know you got a lot coming. Fall, or spring training's coming up right around the corner. But how excited are you? You've done the recruiting. You've done a little bit of the off season, but to really get into the fall. Man, it's time to coach football. You know, I finally get to be with my kids in my room and see what they're what they're ready to do on the field and. uh they work their tails off. I'm excited to see their hard work pay off. And, man, I'm just counting down the days to put pads on. We can't wait. Coach Johnson, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.